Well, friends, this morning we continue our Lenten journey that we started on Ash Wednesday earlier this week. If you haven't figured it out, this Lent we're going to be focusing on a character in Scripture, in particular Peter, Simon Peter. Why Peter? Well, first, because he's actually extremely prominent in the Gospels. His name is mentioned only second to Jesus in the Gospels, which makes him a character worth following. Another reason we're going to follow Peter is because he's pretty relatable to us. He has a heart that wanders. Does your heart ever wander? Here's some examples. In one scene, Peter is found telling Jesus that he loves him. He loves him so much. And then in another scene, we find that Peter is denying that he even knows Jesus. When Jesus is being arrested, Peter, if you remember, grabs a sword and cuts off the ear of a soldier. He's a little impulsive, pushing the envelope sometimes. Peter's journey was also one that was steadfast, a steadfast pursuit to understand what Jesus was saying, who he was, a pursuit that also ebbed and flowed Peter's wandering was truly exploration, not necessarily distance from God. And Peter always keeps going. He drops his nets, he walks on water, he runs to the empty tomb, he swims to the shoreline to meet the risen Christ. Peter keeps searching and yearning and loving even after missteps and mistakes. One thing we learn from Peter's journey with Jesus through the passion story is that ultimately his story reminds us that God loves imperfect people. In fact, time and time again, that's precisely who God calls. In addition to following Peter, we're also going to be following a well-known hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. So in today's message, We'll be looking at an interaction that Jesus had with Simon Peter, along with this line from Come Thou Fount. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. As we prepare to read our text today, will you pray with me? Gracious God, as we read your word this morning, show us more of who you are. Show us more of who we are and reveal to us through the power of your Holy Spirit what our next faithful steps may be as we walk with you on this journey of faith. Amen. Following our reading of scripture this morning, we're going to take some time just to be silent, an opportunity for you to reflect on what you have just heard, maybe to let some distractions out, or let a distraction in. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So here now our scripture from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennaraset, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. 
Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let the nets down. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to burst. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were astounded at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. So what do we learn about Jesus in this interaction that he has with Simon Peter in this text that we have this morning? Well, the first thing that we learn is that Jesus sought Peter right where he was, just as he was. Peter was not at the temple worshiping. Peter was not doing something religious. He was doing something grueling. He was working. And Jesus shows us here that as he was gathering his disciples, he wasn't seeking out trained rabbis and priests. Instead, he was seeking out a few Galilean fishermen to follow him and to join him in ministry. In this story, Jesus tells Simon Peter to drop his nets one more time, even though they've been fishing all night long and had caught nothing. And to their surprise, they haul in nets bursting with fish and in response to this abundant miracle, Peter says, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Why would Peter say this? There's so many things he could have said, and maybe he did, but this is what was recorded. He could have said, oh, wow. He could have said, thank you. He could have said, look at all the people we're going to be able to feed with all of these fish. But instead... Go away from me, for I am a sinful man. Have you ever, like Peter, felt unworthy of God's love? Unworthy to be a follower of Christ? And as after Peter says this, you'd expect a response from Jesus. And traditionally in the New Testament, when somebody publicly says, I'm a sinner, what does Jesus say back? Your sins are forgiven. But in this text, that's not what he says. Instead, he says, do not be afraid. 
This is what the angel of the Lord told Mary after telling her that she would be conceiving Christ. This is what the angels say when they appear to the shepherds and they tell them the good news of Jesus' forthcoming birth in Bethlehem. Do not be afraid. There is nothing to fear when we follow Jesus. Here in this text, we learn that, that Jesus does seek us out right where we are, right as we are. Not perfect saints, but anyone and everyone, no matter how fallible or broken they may be. Jesus meets us where we are, loves us where we are, and calls us to walk forward in our journey, not in fear, but in faith. Do you remember maybe when Jesus sought you? Maybe for the first time, maybe the second, maybe the third. For those of you who were not raised in church, maybe you remember really, really well the moment Jesus sought you. The moment where you felt the spirit and something different, you felt moved. Or maybe you're like me, you were raised in church. You were that teenager that's like, I don't really have a testimony. I just was like raised in the church. Um, well, I guarantee you, God is pursuing the churched. God is pursuing the unchurched. But I remember when Jesus specifically pursued me through a local youth pastor when I was just a freshman in high school. I was living in Charlottesville, Virginia. And at this point, as a freshman in high school, I was following Jesus as best as I could. When you're a freshman in high school, you've got a lot going on. Grades, relationships, sports, that zit that keeps coming up on that unblemished part of your face right before you leave for school in the morning. The upcoming independence of getting your license and learning how to drive. Freshman year's packed. And I knew the Bible well. I was raised in the church. But I didn't know Jesus, I would say, as much as I did after meeting Nate. Nate was a college athlete, a starter for the University of Virginia's men's lacrosse team. I met him through a friend who invited me to youth group at their church. Following youth group that night, Nate and I were introduced. I remember just being in awe of this guy that he was even talking to me, six foot three, built like a machine, a lacrosse middle fielder, lean, strong, and honestly a little intimidating. But Nate took some time to get to know me, and all I could get out after he asked me what I was into was basketball, soccer, lacrosse, <laughs> UVA. Um, and I think I mentioned I was a preacher's kid. In the following week, we had our ninth grade our first ninth grade basketball scrimmage against a local private school. I remember this game very clearly because this was the game when Howie, Lung, Howie Long's son, Chris Long, dunked on me uh, as a freshman. Now this isn't us, but this is exactly what it looked like. <laughs> I was five foot nine, I still am. Um, I stopped growing in ninth grade, unfortunately. This game, this game was really memorable to me, but what was more memorable to me was that after the game, Nate came up to me and he congratulated me on such a great game. 
And he congratulated me on being dunked on by Chris Long. <laughs> he thought it was awesome. And before I knew it, Nate and I were close friends. He kept showing up for my games. He took me out for coffee. He taught me some tricks in lacrosse. He set up his girlfriend to take pictures of me in my ninth grade date to the freshman dance. He met with me to read scripture. He helped me through a really tough time when one of my classmates died unexpectedly in a car accident, through a crisis of faith, through two very formative years before my family ended up moving to a new place when I was in high school. The thing is, Nate sought me out to show me what it looked like to follow Jesus as a high schooler. He didn't expect or demand perfection. And I certainly wasn't one of the popular kids in my school. He just loved me where I was, as I was. And he made Jesus more real for me than anyone could have ever to that point in my journey. And it's because of how Nate pursued me, cared for me, and showed me Jesus right where I was, that following college, I would go into youth ministry for the next 15 years. Friends, do you remember when someone sought you out with the love of Jesus, where you were, as you were? Peter's wandering heart reminds us this morning that God loves imperfect people. In fact, time and time again, that's precisely who God claims and calls. And if this is true, then our call is clear we are called to love people with the love of God, right where they are, not where they're not, right where they are. Amen.